Want to connect with a family member who doesn't speak your language? Then check out the language learning program Rosetta Stone on desktop or as an app. Rosetta Stone is designed to immerse you in the language you're learning through an intuitive process. Plus, the True Accent feature even gives you feedback on your pronunciation. And with a lifetime membership, you have access to all 25 offered languages. Get started today. Visit rosettastone.com backslash pod 50 to get 50% off your lifetime membership now. That's rosettastone.com backslash pod 50 for 50% off. Hey, Danielle, welcome to the Happy Half Hour. Hi, thanks for having me back. I'm so happy that you're here. The Happy Half Hour is this thing that we do twice a month where I bring on a guest who's already been on that people loved, and then I just ask them specific questions. And so you were here for happy hour number 74 in February. Yes. Which means you've been on twice in one year. Yeah, it's crazy. It was already February. Wow. (laughs) Yeah, and a lot's happened in your world since then. Yes, it sure has. Oh, my gosh. Okay, so the biggest thing, well, I don't know if it's the biggest, but the biggest, like, for your maybe what you do in your workspace is your new cookbook. Am I right? Yeah, that's yeah, that's the biggest. I know I was trying to think about, okay, I'm like February. February. <laughs> What's happened my, since my, then? My baby was already born, right? Yes. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> would be the biggest thing. And I would get in trouble if I said the cookbook was the biggest thing. That's um, true. That, yes, the cookbook. That was the biggest thing that released in, uh, gosh, September. September. Okay, yeah. it's called yeah. Celebrations, which I think yeah. is the best because you understand this world uh, yeah. because you have you know, do you have allergies to food? Is or is that the weird way to say it? Um, yeah, I would say that I do. I okay. mean, it's, I'm not like anaphylactic, but I have an autoimmune disease that at certain foods set my autoimmune disease off. So yeah, I mean, I would I would call it an allergy. That's kind of <laughs> like what way. we're dealing with. We just found out recently that one of my kids has a really big dairy allergy, mm-hmm. and my mom is celiac, and so your recipes are like so good for us around our I'm- house. I'm glad. Yeah, they're everything's gluten free and dairy free. It's it's tough when you've got, you know, t- people with different intolerances or allergies and you're trying to accommodate everybody. <laughs> yes. But your yeah, cookbook already, is, you know, one's enough. Yes. It's for all of the like celebrations that we go to, because I'll be honest, finding out that one of our kids has this allergy. I'm like, yeah. well, how do we eat like green bean casserole? You know, <laughs> like all of these fun things. And there's so much information out there and you have made it just beautiful for us to look at. So oh, I love God. your cookbook. Thank you. I want to tell you a funny story about one of my friends in your cookbook. Okay. Okay. She's going to, she's going to die when she hears me say this <laughs> for all the world to hear, but she's getting your cookbook for Christmas. Like she already yeah. knows this, right? Um, but she wanted your cornbread recipe. Yeah. So do you know what she did? She took <laughs> herself to Costco and took a picture of it. Her husband was like, I cannot believe that you just did that. And she's like, I know, but I'm getting it for Christmas, but I really want to make this cornbread right now. (laughs) Hey, you know what? You have to be resourceful. She just took matters into her own hands. And so she's like, at least I can make the cornbread until I get the cookbook for Christmas. I I wouldn't suggest it if you're not getting the book, but But I think that that is perfectly fair. Yes. people that are waiting for it for Christmas and all there's so many Christmas treats and then of course like you said green bean casserole and there was a whole Thanksgiving feast and I keep getting these comments from people that are like I have to wait until Christmas and I'm I like know. I'm you know well next year next, next year, year you get to enjoy it all so. next year <laughs> next year um next year will be great for her but that cracked me yeah. up and she her husband so was funny. her husband was mortified but it was kind of <laughs> hilarious and I was well, like well at least it. you're getting the book no. like yeah exactly yes yes um, it's like one time I was working the event where my husband was playing his music and 
it was with like a bunch of teenagers and I'm selling CDs and one of the, there's three boys that walk up. They're probably in like middle school or something, you know? Yeah. And right in front of me, one of the guys was like, how about I buy, you know, this was years ago. We don't buy CDs anymore, but he's like, how right. about I buy the CD and then I'll just burn you all a copy. And yep, I was like, right? hey, like I'm standing right here. Like this pays for my kids' diapers. Come on now. Buy three you know, CDs. I don't, think, I don't think people understand that side of like art, you know, oh, right. I really don't. I think before I started writing books and like having a blog, I didn't really understand that either. And I'll find my recipes republished on people's blogs all over the place. And I, I get mad at first. And then I honestly, you know, you look at their picture and it's this mom of four who's just trying to share recipes with friends. And you're like, okay, you probably don't understand Mm -hmm. how much work goes into that and how that I get paid for that. And that helps support my children. And, you know, I I think, I think there is this side because I used to burn CDs all the time too. And now I don't because I understand that that's their livelihood. I'm like, no, I'm going to go buy it on (laughs) iTunes, you know, and I'm, so I do, I think there's this, this, this misunderstanding. Um, and I try to educate people on it, but yeah, you know, it's hard when that's not that's not your profession you don't always understand that's so true but don't worry my friend someone did buy her the cookbook so well thank you yes yes (laughs) um okay so for the happy half hour i ask you a set of questions which is super fun but first i want to tell everyone about who is sponsoring and partnering with us for the show and it's noonday collection and i think you're a fan of noonday as well yeah i you know i i was introduced to it from all of you guys i think i i uh i met well, I mean, I met some of the team out there in Austin when yeah. I was at IF. And mm-hmm. then, you know, I mean, you and Jen, I feel like everybody's always wearing it. So that's where I first heard out, heard about it. Oh, it's so good. So noon, I'll just tell everyone that's listening. Noonday Collection is a socially responsible business that uses fashion to create meaningful opportunities around the world. And so they create meaningful opportunities for women here in America throughout their ambassador opportunity where you can actually own your own business. And then they create business opportunities for artisans who are in vulnerable situations and countries. And so they're creating opportunities for women here in America and around the world through jewelry and bags and scarves. Uh, their stuff is just my favorite. And again, I always have to say this, that I am biased because my friend Jessica started it. Right. But it's been a couple of years now and I don't have to keep talking about it because she's my friend anymore. But I actually really <laughs> do like their stuff. So um, I love it. And there's a couple of ways that you can learn about Noonday. Their webpage is noondaycollection.com. You can host a party, which I've done before. It's a great way to introduce your friends through like socially conscious buying and everything. You can become an ambassador and be a businesswoman. Um, or you can just head to their webpage and buy yourself a new pretty necklace because it's the end of the year and you deserve it, right? Yeah, or you need to shop for Christmas still, right? I yeah. don't know if you get it in time, but hey. Or you could do a, um, I bet you could do a gift card. Yeah, there you, you know, go. Yeah, put there that under go. the tree or for someone. As my mom always does, like IOUs. She prints out pictures of <laughs> She prints out pictures of what she what she's either planning on getting you or what she already ordered but isn't there, and then she wraps it up. It's hysterical. This is we, the best. We, yeah, we know it. We like, and then sometimes that the gifts never actually come. It's like a really good thought, but she forgets. Oh my gosh! It's like <laughs> so I almost got this you this. Yeah. This is what <laughs> I would have gotten you had I been able to follow through with my plan. <laughs> yep, that's her. Oh, that's she means hilarious. Really well. <laughs> that's hilarious. Well, I had this big birthday uh, like thing planned for Aaron, and then I got. I got hurt and so we couldn't do it, but it was a big surprise. But you should have seen me. I told him all about it. Like it included like a hotel stay, couples massage, Aww. dinner with friends. And I'm telling all, him all about it. And he's like, man, that's like the best <laughs> gift I've almost ever had. <laughs> I was like, I know. I know. You feel like you have to like justify yourself and just tell them all the details <sighs> if it doesn't happen. It didn't so happen. that you at least look good. You're exactly. Like, well, I at least need to keep my, you know, my appearance up. And here. I tried so hard. <laughs> I, tried. I tried so hard. <laughs> Um, yeah, so you can go to Noonday Collection if you want to try really hard and print out a picture of the earrings that you would love to buy somebody <laughs> and then just send them to them. I mean, there you go. It's easy. 
but anyhow, okay, Danielle, let's get to our questions. Are you ready? Yeah, let's do it. Okay, what is something that you've read, watched, or heard that you can't stop recommending to other people? You can do just one or all three. It's up to you. All right. Well, so I don't read a lot. I'm terrible. Um, I'm constantly writing. And so I feel like I don't have time to read, but we're really far behind. And we also kind of um, like refused to go with the flow when it was really popular. But my husband and I are binging on Downton Abbey. Um, And it's so good. And I talked to everybody about it. They're like, yeah, that was like years ago. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we loved it five years ago. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So we're binging on that. We watch an episode every night as soon as the kids are asleep. It's like, that's the first thing we do. Um, But also probably This Is Us. That's more current, Mm -hmm. which um, I tell everybody about that one as well. A lot of people are talking about that. And you know, with a one-year-old, like I don't, I don't watch a lot of TV. I don't have that much time to watch a lot of TV. Uh, and again, with the reading thing, it's like if I try to read in bed and I'm asleep within like 30 yep. seconds. Mm-hmm. So um, those are, yeah. So if, when I have time, I really want to pick a good show. And, and This Is Us is probably the only one that we're actually watching consistently. Besides, We're, we're trying to watch it right now as well. But I'm like you, yeah. I get him and we have older kids too. So they're up to right. like nine. Wait till oh, that happens right. in your world. I know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I get in bed after the oldest goes to bed and we have tried to finish watching episode five of this is us like 17 <laughs> times and I like fall asleep and it's just it's not happening um but right. we're loving that too yeah it's good you know and I figured we're actually behind now because we've been we've been choosing down to Nabby over it but um we're gonna just binge watch that at some point too like, you know maybe weren't, like weren't you the one that told me y'all binge watch rather than watching them as they come out you know, it's kind of a newer thing for us. I think I, I'm like instant gratification person and I hate waiting for like, mm. I can barely wait for the next night to start the next episode. Right. <laughs> so we used to, and we used to watch lost back in the day when we were in college yes. and we loved it. And after that was over, we actually looked at each other and we were like, we should just wait now and just start watching things because then we don't have to wait. So, th- so yeah, it's kind of our new thing. I think we just, life gets in the way a lot of times too. Like I travel a lot for work and so we don't always have time to watch things live or, you know, when they're airing anyways. So yeah, it's kind of a, it's kind of a better way to go. I agree. I don't I know. It's, it's nice. Yeah. It's like, you just, you don't have to have that anticipation yeah. every week. This is how I, <laughs> this is how we are as well. Um, okay. Danielle, um, mom, wife, business owner, writer, creating things all the time. How do you recharge? There's a few ways. Um, I'm a, I'm a nap girl. Mm. I love a good nap. Um, and I will make time for it. I mean, I will like hire a babysitter so that I can nap. (laughs) That's the best. (laughs) Um, so definitely naps. Uh, I've been really loving massages lately, especially with all the travel. I, Mm -hmm. I did 25 cities on my book tour and this I time saw around, you. You were everywhere. I was everywhere. It was pretty crazy. It was like, where in the world is Danielle Walker? <laughs> um, so yeah, so I, I I made sure to fit in quite a few massages this time, which actually really helped. So stress is a huge component for autoimmune disease, and it can cause mm. flare-ups like before you know it, um, even if you think you've got your stress under control. And I'm a massive like type A person, and so there's no getting rid of, of that part of me, but I can try to do things to counter it, like naps and massages. So those would be, I would say, two of them. And then um, I know it doesn't sound like it because moms are probably like, what? But um, time with my kids, like because I travel so much Mm -hmm. when I get home, if I'm only home for like a few days in between trips, I pull Asher out of school and I just take him on like a one on one. That's my oldest. He's Mm -hmm. six. Um, I take him on like a little one on one date and we go get lunch and you know, go see a movie or go to Target or something like that and pick him out something. And those are actually recharge moments for me too. Cause I think a lot of where I get drained is the, the guilt yeah. <laughs> feeling like I'm, I'm not, not being there. there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
So that's a, um, you know, that's a, that's definitely a way for me to recharge, I would say. So that's awesome. Um, yeah, and it's different than spending time with them here at the house where they're like complaining and going crazy. It's like right. and needing to eat every five minutes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So you no, know, a little date like that is is probably another uh, way. That's the best. And keep doing that because yeah. um, it doesn't matter so much when you're in first grade as it does when you're mm-hmm. in like eleventh grade. So right, it's easy to pull him out now. For it's sure. like he doesn't miss much. So nope. yeah, I know that's what I said. I'm like, I, and his teacher is so sweet about it and doesn't mind at all. You know, she's like, good, go, don't go take family time, yes. which I love. So I love yeah, it we too. don't have that pressure yet we'll get it i'm sure at some point one day Um, okay daniel what is a specific app or gadget or piece of technology that you cannot live without and why (laughs) is it okay to say instagram (laughs) yeah it's perfectly okay (laughs) i love instagram i don't know i just like i'm inspired on it and i feel like i can keep up with people on it um and it's just fun i i don't know it's not that i can't live without it but if i was to like get rid of everything else that would be the one that i would probably keep um And then my husband got us set up on, my husband is a, like, if you asked him that question, he'd probably have like a billion answers. Mm -hmm. He's our resident techie. He works for Apple and he just is like every new gadget or app he's always got already before anybody even knows that it's coming out. He's crazy like that. But, um, he got us set up on this app called Bedit and it's, it's so weird. And I actually, again, I, I'm like a late adopter uh-huh. <laughs> and, um, and I'm also like a stubborn adopter. Like he always wants me to try new things and I'm like, no, I'm good. Me I, too. Like, me I remember too. <laughs> when he first wanted me to get like a, a smartphone and I just had a little flip phone and he's like, no, you really need this Palm pilot. You're going to love it. And I'm like, no, I don't, I don't need, I was like, why? I told him, I go, why would I ever need internet on my phone? Right. Why don't you <laughs> check my email when I'm at target? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, you know, of course, you know, that obviously later became my business and I wouldn't be able to do what I do without my phone and computers. But um, anyways, bet it. I don't know why I like it so much, but it tracks your sleep. And I think there was, I was feeling really, really tired for a while. And I was like, why am I feeling so tired? And now I can look in the morning and I can be like, oh, that's because I only got five hours of sleep. And Mm. I was up, you know, four times. And I, it tells you like, if you have restless sleep and you know, it's kind of useless because there's not really anything I can do to fix it. <laughs> That's what, That was going to be my next question. Now what do you do? Or you just, the knowledge gets you, though, at least I know why I'm tired. It is. That's, it is. It's like this peace of mind of like, and then you know what's so funny is we now use it almost against each other. It's like when the baby wakes up early, it's like check each other's bed at whoever got the least amount of sleep gets to sleep in. And then the I person love that. I do almost feel like I have some sort of like, um, evidence now because I would tell him like I'm like I'm just so tired Easton was up in the middle of the night or I heard him stirring and I couldn't get back to sleep and he would be like really you know like I didn't hear you get up right (laughs) and I'm like look look now you can see that I'm tired so I don't know it's just a silly thing but okay bet it love it love it um I love your Instagram as well I love that's how I got to see you travel to like all those cities yes Yes, that's where I'm probably like the most active. Yeah, and, I love Instagram. It's my favorite yeah. social media as well. If I got rid of everything, I would keep that. Easy. Yeah, yeah, me too. Yeah. And it's like, and I feel like the people on there are so nice. I always have this conversation with people like, people on Instagram are really, really supportive. And then you go to Facebook and you kind of got like a good mix of like some trolls who aren't mm, always as nice. Yeah. And then the, the people that are nice, but I don't know, Instagram just feels like a very positive community. And I've just always enjoy being on there. I, and I enjoy the people on there. I love it too. Okay, Daniel, what's a dream you had for yourself when you were younger that never came true? Because either you had to let it go or just circumstances in life said, this isn't happening for you. 
That was a hard one. I was trying to think about that. Um, my goal in life always was to be a mom. My dad always used to make fun of me and tell my, tell Ryan, my husband, he's like, she's going to have an apron on cooking in the kitchen with a baby on the hip and a phone in one hand and like closing the oven with the door. Like that's just, or with her, you know, leg, that's Uh just like what she is and what she loves to do. And so that part of my life has come true, which I love because I get to cook all the time and I've got my kids and, um, but I used to be a ballerina, um, which a lot of people don't know about me. I was in ballet for like 12 years and I had my plans all growing up was to like go to Juilliard and, you know, dance for, I don't know, there were all different ballet companies that I wanted to dance for. And I can't name them now because I've been out of that world for so long. But um, that was my goal. It was to be a ballerina. And then I figured I would move on and teach after that. So that's probably one thing that I just was, I, I quit when I was in like, sophomore year of high school, life got busy, and I stopped having an interest in it. Um, And so all that kind of went away. But I don't I I miss dancing. I love I actually took classes for quite a few years um, after my first son was born. Oh, fun. Uh, Yeah, it's just a fun thing that I still love to do. But then you get in there and you've got all these like itty bitty ballerinas (laughs) and leotards. And after you've had a few kids, you're like, I don't really want to put a leotard in tight on anymore. (laughs) (laughs) Can I wear these sweats? Does this work out okay? (laughs) So, um, but yeah, that's one thing, I guess. Okay, that's great. I could see being a ballerina. Can you? Yeah. Yeah. You can see your hair up in a bun and yep. Doing the whole thing. Yep. That was life. Yep. Um, Danielle, when you think of some of your best friends, what are some characteristics that make them so special and dear to you? Oh, that was a hard one to get. You you said three and I was like, oh gosh. Um so I would say um that they make an effort. That's a big one for mm-hmm. me. I've had some like friend <laughs> issues over the years. Um, and I'm a very I'm like a planner and I love to get people together. And so I get really hurt when people don't make like an equal effort uh-huh. or when it feels like I'm constantly the one that's like, let's get together, let's get together, you know. Um and so that definitely is one that they make an effort and they make it happen and you know they make time for the friendship and um so that's one. And then that they're a good listener. Um, obviously I think everybody wants a friend that doesn't always talk about themselves. So I like Mm -hmm. one that we can go both ways that, you know, they're there. And then when they ask you about yourself, they actually are listening and they care. Mm -hmm. Um, cause I think you can very easily tell the difference between those people when they just ask just to ask and when they really are, you know, invested in listening and they're wanting to know how you're doing. Um, and then I think another, a big one with, for me is that they're open with me. Um, I think you've always got those friends that they ask a lot about you, but then they're not really as open about themselves. And Mm. I want a friend that's going to tell me when they've got crap, you know, like when I ask, I don't want it to always be butterflies and rainbows. And for that answer to always just be like, Oh, we're good. Or, you know, things are fine. Like I want them to go into it with me because that's the kind of friend I want to be for them that I can be there to listen to them Mm -hmm. too. So I think a friend that, yeah, that's open and that is not afraid to show, you know, that when things are not going well or that they are not afraid to cry in front of me or ask for advice or, you know, for help or whatever it is. Um, that's yeah, those are those are three. I love that. And I, I remember our conversation when we chatted the first time and you talked about we talked about friendships a little bit and you talked about how it was hard when you lost your daughter. Yeah. About how you it was hard for some of your friends to know what to do in those moments. And I've remembered that conversation since we chatted and it's been really good for me and helpful. Um, but I remember you talking about that, how friendships were yeah. kind of hard in that season. Yeah, they and they still are. I mean, not as much anymore. We've kind of moved, but 
it's, it's a, a loss like that can really destroy friendships. And we saw that happen a lot. And it's no, I don't think it's anybody's fault, but there's actually quite a few friends that we had prior to that, that we don't really see anymore. And it's not anything, you know, against them, or we just realized that the friendship wasn't as deep as we thought it was, or it just, you know, and then it was just, I think, hard to kind of get back to a normal place. Mm -hmm. Um, after that. And and a lot of the friends that we have now became really close during that time. Uh, And they feel like closer friends. I mean, we've only known some of them for a couple of years or a few years, you know, since that all happened, but they feel closer and our relationship and our conversation is deeper um, than a lot of friends that we had for, you know, 10 something years. Yeah, Because they walk through something so difficult. Uh Yeah. Yeah. So it's an interesting thing. And I, I felt really guilty about it for a while. And then I was like, no, you know what, this is what happens. We're in our, you know, thirties and we've got kids and we're going into different phases and seasons of life and it's okay. Like I'm, it's not that there's, we don't, you know, it's not like when I see those friends, I like run away or Mm -hmm. I talk badly about them or anything like that. It's just, we just don't have as much in common and we kind of just drifted apart. So, um, and that's okay. And that's okay. And it happens. That's right. Yep. Yep. Um, what's some of the best advice you've ever received? So it's actually kind of in that same vein. Um, and it's, I would say back to when we were going through our loss, but, um, somebody told me that like, I forget exactly what they said, but I've told now a lot of women who are walking through similar journeys, the same thing, but it's okay to be selfish. Um, Mm. and it's, and I think one of the things that somebody told me was it's okay to guard your heart. And there were a lot of circumstances like the friendship thing or like close family members who had, you know, were either pregnant with little girls at the same time or, baby showers or things that I would automatically feel guilty if I didn't go to. And Mm -hmm. and somebody was like, this is the time where you need to guard your heart and you need to do what's going to be best for your healing process. And those friends will either understand or they're not good friends and then you can move forward. Um, but it was good for me. It just felt like this freedom, you know, I mean, I, I grew up definitely in kind of a guilt ridden household, Mm -hmm. not guilt ridden, but you know, like conservative church and just like very feeling bad if I didn't do certain things or if I, you know, and so that would be my automatic feeling at first. And I'm going through this massive, you know, grief and trying to figure life out. And and then I couldn't have an extra weight of guilt of not appeasing somebody else on my Mm, shoulders. So it was just a really great piece of advice that just really freed me up to process through what we were going through and not be worrying so much about the people around me. Yeah. Because I think sometimes if that's your tendency to take care of the people around you and then you're hurting, you don't deal with your own grief. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, that's good. Yeah. It's a big thing that I think. Guard your heart. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. Okay. Um, What is one thing that you do that is directly tied to your success? (laughs) <laughs> oh gosh, I don't, it, this one was hard too. You know, it's so hard. <laughs> it's like, it's so people always want you. I mean, I get interviewed a lot by like business, you know, magazines and things like that. And they're like, what did you do to become, I'm like, I don't know. Um, <laughs> I'm like, I just equate it to the Lord really blessing it. But, um, I think when I, from what I hear from people and what I've always strived to be is that I'm really transparent. And mm-hmm. I think, that has a lot to do with what sets me apart, maybe from competitors, if you will. Mm -hmm. Um, So I would say that's tied to my success. I think 
just being real and being honest and um, being engaged with the people who are coming, you know, for what I do. Um, I think those those that's probably the biggest thing. I mean, I, I, there's I, there's a few recipes that came out that really skyrocketed my blog, but I think everybody else has similar recipes, you know. So it's mm-hmm. it's a. I think that's, I think that's probably the biggest thing, just sharing a lot of me that a lot of people don't. (laughs) Which I think that is really good because I like that you said that because I think that as women, we really want to know who the person is behind Mm -hmm. um, the promo shot that they're sharing, so to say. Um, And you do that really well. And so I think you you. invite women in to say, hey, I'm like, you're, you're, you're such a likable person that it invites us in to say, hey, you can do this as well. You know, because like for someone like me, cooking's really scary and hard. Yeah. If I look at a recipe, it makes me nervous and, you know, yeah. but yet I feel like, oh, Danielle, I can do it because she says I can. So yeah, that's well, great good. for I'm you. <laughs> yes. You do that well. You do that well. Good. Thank you. Um, okay. My favorite question that I ask everybody is what is a pet peeve that you have? You know, what's so funny about this one. I had to ask my husband what my, that, I was like, he, he would know. Yeah. But just so funny. Cause I think I have a lot and I'm like suppressing them or something because <laughs> I could not think of them, but I'm like, there's so much that bugs me. So he gave me, uh, he gave me one. And then I thought of one other one, but, um, we've been in this constant state of construction and like renovation since we moved in a couple years ago. And I realized that unfinished projects drive me crazy. Mm. So, you know, there's been like some landscaping stuff that's been going on for months and months and months. And it's just like the the shovels are just still laying out. And, you know, there's only like half of a project done and it's just been sitting there not doing anything or somebody came and rewired something in the wall but didn't patch it up. So there's just this big hole in the wall. So I'm like, I don't need things to be perfection, but I need them to be complete. That's what I, yes, just finished. I'm like, I don't even care if the house is old I just need it to be finished so even if it's like 80s you know 1980s finished it's just finished um so that's definitely one of mine and then I think when stuff gets put away in the wrong spot I would rather (laughs) I would rather have stuff be out in my house than be thrown into like a a bin or a room or a corner or a closet like it drives me crazy when when I can't find things or when they're put into the wrong spot I mean even something as simple as like a measuring cup is in a different drawer and it's not stacked with the rest of the measuring (laughs) cup oh you would hate our kitchen Erin and I had this exact (laughs) conversation last night I kid you not um, we have just the sweetest ladies that help us clean our house. And Aaron said to me yesterday, he's like, I think that we should maybe put some like papers on the inside of the cabinets of what goes where, because mm-hmm. he's like you, he's the one in the kitchen cooking and it drives yes. him crazy when he can't find the thing oh. that was just there last week. Like he knows it where it goes. So much less efficient in the kitchen. Yeah. I mean, that's like, yeah, anything in the kitchen is definitely my biggest pet peeve. But yeah, we were talking about that too. I ordered a label maker because I was like, and that is not normally me. I'm like, but I think it's when you have other people in your house. I mean, yes. like my, my sweet father-in-law comes over and unloads the dishes every time he's here and he puts things in the wrong spot. And, you know, I'm just like, and he means well, but it drives me crazy. And I and always you feel like joke, a jerk because you're, you because totally someone's do. helping you. <laughs> yes. Yeah, you totally do. But you know, what's so funny is like, and he'll just shove things in of like fine places for it. And I joked with him one time, which thankfully I've known them for so many years that I can be really honest. But I was like, that'd be like somebody going into your office and just shuffling all of your papers around. <laughs> like the kitchen is my it's office. It's your workplace. You know? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Oh. So yes. Those are my pet peeves. Speaking of your workplace, this is not a question, and I usually try to stay away from going off on the rabbit trails during the happy <laughs> half hour, but your kitchen where you do your videos and your mm-hmm. photo shoots, is that in your home or do you have a separate workspace that is a kitchen? Yeah, that's a separate workspace. So it's pretty much like a... Um, 
like a warehouse, not a warehouse, like a TV show set almost. Yeah, Mm -hmm, it is. Yep. We built it, um, a while back and it's been, my gosh, it's been like my saving grace. Cause I, my first two books I wrote in our little like townhome, um, and Asher was little and he'd be upstairs napping. And, um, it just was really nice for me to be able to separate work and home, Uh, but it's close enough to home where I can still be, you know, like they can come in and I can be there and I can be back and forth. And so, yes, it's fantastic. Um, and the other thing with filming is like my, my regular home kitchen's never clean. I mean, there's Mm -hmm. always like homework on the counter or whatever, you know? And so it was always this, this like, craziness where I was trying to get everything cleaned up before I would do any filming. And, um, but yeah, this one has, I mean, it has lights already set up and camera. So it's just like this kind of constant where you don't have to set everything up every time. I knew you had to have something like that because I was like, yeah, that would stress me out. Like my yeah. kitchen would never look like that. Yes. Cause you do I life know, in there. It yeah. It kind of ruins the magic, but I mean, every major chef that you watch on TV, they're not in their kitchen. I mean, even I believe like, that, Ina, yes. even like Ina Garten, Barefoot Contessa, she's in a barn next to her house that mm-hmm. has a kitchen set. Like that's not her home. I mean, yeah. I'm sure her home is every bit as lovely, but yes. um, yeah. And you know, Giada on a uh, food network, that, that ocean view that you see through uh-huh. her window is totally fake. It's a green screen. <laughs> oh my goodness. I never knew. Yeah. Yep. It is. So that's the best. Yeah. I want a fake ocean view outside my window. I know. Me too. I'm like, wouldn't that just make you feel happy all the time? She does live by the beach, but it's a fake. Yeah. It's all fake. Man, I'm going to pick what kind of fake view I want outside my window. We have a really great view where we live, but it's great. But but I could switch it up every once in a while with the ocean or the mountains. I'm like, oh, it could be like fall leaves. And then I, cause we live in California. So I'm like, oh, and then I could switch in for some snow. Yes. And, you know, like some skiers going by my window. That is awesome. <laughs> um, anything exciting happening for you in 2017? Oh. Since we're almost lot. there. There's a lot. There's a lot. There's one that's a secret um, Ooh. that's coming up. Surely and you then- want to tell everybody on the happy hour, right, Danielle? <laughs> <laughs> soon, soon, soon. Soon, soon, soon. Okay. Um, Yes. And then, you know what? There's not as much. Um, this is like my down. Well, not my down year. I'll be writing another cookbook. So um, it won't come out for two years from now, but it takes a long mm-hmm. time. So that's really what I'll be buckling down and doing. And then I, we're doing a lot more YouTube um, video content. So mm-hmm. I'm filming a lot of recipes. So we're giving a lot of that kind of stuff out. But um, that's yeah, that's kind of it. Um, like I said, we're working on our, I mean, in our personal life, we're going to be working on our house. So <laughs> yeah, I hear you. I hear you. Which I had, to, there's so contractors fun. right downstairs and I was like, can I have 30 minutes without the banging? <laughs> you know, They're like, yes. So there you go. Yeah, I understand yeah. that so much. Um, we're yeah, living in that right now. For that world to be over. I don't, you feel like there's just always strangers around. It's like, Yes. I look out my bedroom window and I'm like, oh, okay, hey. somebody else is here today. Great. You know, yeah. it's like, it's, it'll be nice to just feel like we've kind of got our space back. <laughs> I hear you. I hear you. Well, I am super just excited to see everything that you're doing. I love following you on Instagram and everyone should as well because it's a lot of fun. Um, and your cookbook is beautiful. I'm looking at it right now and we have cooked out of it. Um, Aaron has. Thank I don't cook you. very much, but Aaron has for sure. Um, so everyone check that out and I'll put a link in the in the show notes of where you can get it. And um, guys, next week is our last show of the year. 2016 Aww. will be over. Aaron Lochner is my guest. And so we had a great conversation. You're going to love that. Um, Danielle, thank you so very Thanks much. for having me. For being my last happy half hour of 2016. Yay. Isn't that crazy We're already? Going out with the bang. Oh, I know. Oh. <laughs> it's so crazy. It's so crazy. Well, I hope you and your family have a fabulous Christmas. Thank you. And New Year. And I can't wait to see what all um, happens in your world next year. Thank you. Thanks, Danielle. Oh,
You guys, in January of 2024, I made a commitment to myself. I wanted to get stronger, which meant I needed to get in the gym, which means I needed to move my body in different ways. You guys know I love to walk. Well, it's spring, and spring is the best time for us to start a new workout routine. It's our yearly collective warm-up, and Peloton is here for everyone's yearly warm-up. This is the best time to get into a good rhythm, to tap into your power, and build towards your summer you. I love my Peloton. It accommodates to my schedule with a variety of class links to choose from. I can choose a 30-minute class. I can choose a 45-minute class. If you only have five minutes, there's literally a class to get you moving your body in five minutes. Peloton has a range of class types fit for every goal and every mood. There are classes if you want to hear country music, if you want to hear uh, rock, if you want to go back to the 80s. If you can't run, take a walking class. Need some grounding? Try yoga. If you want to level up, go for their Pilates or HIIT workouts. Here's what I love is that you can move at your own pace. And that is what I'm learning that my body needs right now. It needs to move at its own pace. Peloton makes the process easier with personalized recommendations and guided programs that take all the guesswork out of working out. You guys, we think about so many things during the day. Let's take the guesswork out. Let's jump right in and let's keep our fitness journey fresh every single day. Peloton has everything you need to get you where you're going. Whether you prefer to run outdoors, row or ride at home, or strength train at the gym, Peloton has something for you. I personally love a good 45-minute hip-hop class. It gets me moving. It gets me excited. It's my favorite genre of music, just ask my kids. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. That's OnePeloton.com.